Dominic Lawton can be wild. Welcome to the Bad Movie Cult. Welcome back to the Bad Movie Cult podcast. My name is Dominic Lawton. I am joined, as always, by Mr. Kenby Wild. Hello, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy bloody New Year to the lot of you. Yeah, why not? Except two of you. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know who you are. Yeah, not you. So, as is customary, we'll be running down our top five best films that we watched last year. Not necessarily released last year, but watched for the first time, is it? We say that, don't we? We don't cover films that we've watched. No, I think we do. I think we just watch it's just anything. Oh. Anything that we've watched. I've not included things I've only watched for the first time. Most of them are. You get a couple of honourable mentions of uh, oh, nice. repeat views. Okay then, so just films we've watched. The top five best films is watched of the year, and we also do top five, or I suppose bottom five worst top, films. Top five, not best. Yeah. <laughs> worst you know, films. We can say worst, remember. Oh yeah, that's we true. We upset Sorry. people, people cry. Uh, what we're going to do, actually, let's explain what we actually do. Do do. <laughs> Comedy gold. <laughs> is we start from five, work our way to one. If one of us says a, a film that's in each other's top five, we'll say it then and speak about it together. That's pretty much what we do, isn't it? That's just so we don't cover it twice. That's true, yes. Yes. Anyway, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Let's crack a beer. There we go. There we go. Bottom fives first. Who wants to go first? Uh, I haven't got any order. Um, okay, I'm going to throw in, hang on, <laughs> just to reiterate folks, we've only had a whole year <laughs> to get this sorted, I've watched a lot, <laughs> I only went through them all yesterday, mm. um, okay, so I'm going to cross that one out, no, Henri mentioned. Uh, no, Henri mentioned. Approximately ten hours later. Okay, I'm done. I've got five. You can read the others off as an honourable mention. I will. Took the time to write them down. Mm-hmm. And the month I watched them in. Excellent. See, I've done a lot of work, just not necessarily the work you wanted me to do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what's your first one? Number five. I've gone for... Saltwater, the battle for Ramry Island. Oh, you all know this one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe I should go with ones people have heard of. (laughs) So, what's what is it about Saltwater, the battle for Ramry Island? About a crocodile, apparently. Very, very limited uh, use of crocodiles. It's a true story, the apparently based on. Um, if you look up the battle for Ramry Island or Ramry Island massacre, it's a great story. The film they've done of it is fucking boring, absolute <laughs> shambles. Um, it was um, during the war. During the war, they they went in. They um, I think they got stranded in the middle of um, like an island that was surrounded by uh, saltwater crocodiles. Oh, really? Yeah. This is a true story. It's, it's, it's The true story, honestly, read the true story. I'm not going to tell you any more about the true story because it's a really good read. But the film is absolutely shocking. 
you've got uh, Bargain Basement, Sean Pertwee. So you've got some sort of Sean Pertwee knockoff guy there acting like he is Sean Pertwee. Mm. Not, not fooled me for a minute. <laughs> um, you've got many instances of uh, racism against uh, an Indian member of the British team. Yeah. Classic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. It's, uh, it's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, we get it. Yeah, yeah, you're racist. Okay. But you don't have to keep going on about it. Mm. Uh, and you get very, very minimal um, saltwater crocodile action. Boring. As honestly, it's more interesting to read the story of the actual uh, Ramry Island massacre again and again for an hour and a half. Very, very disappointing. It's a 2021 film as well. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a new film. That's unusual for you to put in a, a recent film in this well, list. Well, I, I, I liked the idea of crocodiles, you see. I do like a, a creature feature. But yeah. this this one is no hardly features a creature at all. Not the actual animal, the crocodile, the, the idea of one. <laughs> That's what you like. <laughs> yes. What's your number five, anyway? My number five, a little bit more mainstream. You know what? And I think I said this last year, but I struggled to even come up with five bad films I watched this year. Because really? I've, I've got 12 written down and I've discarded several beforehand. Yeah, because I always make a, a habit of... Um, I give myself the rule that I'm not going to name ones we cover for the podcast. I'll name mm-hmm. one if I do name one in, the, in ones we cover in the podcast. I don't want to give all the top five to ones we've covered. So I stay away from those. And if I'm not watching bad films specifically for the podcast, I tend to try and watch... <laughs> Good films or you films idiot. I know I enjoy. You bloody idiot! But a few have slipped the net. Um, so I've only got five for the um, the bottom five. I do have when we get onto the top five. I've got some honourable mentions that I, I couldn't quite squeeze in. My number five mm-hmm. is the new Scream film. Oh yeah. Hmm. Mm. Now I didn't really like this because it's it's gone to like Scream One was self-referential, but it it didn't drown you in it. Like there's a scene in this new one where they're sitting at someone's house and the girl is going through it and holy, f- it might as well be the babysitter with the amount of cliches they're throwing at each other. Yeah. And then like the, the the reveal of the killers like wasn't a surprise in the slightest. It was just like, ugh. Yeah, I suppose. The originals I mean, weren't in it a lot. Yeah, and then they were sort of shoehorned in for no real reason. Yeah, the only one that wasn't shoehorned in really was Dewey. Um, yeah. David Arquette. Yeah, and they fucked that up. Yeah, yeah, and that's why this got into my <laughs> bottom five. Yeah. He's the only likeable character in the series left. Um, yeah, okay. You are it, in it, that? Yeah, I, I am, yeah. I in in terms of anticipation and then subsequent disappointment, yes. Yeah. I mean, I, mine is just a terrible film. You go in with no expectation. Yeah. Apart from maybe reading what it's about, and then that's disappointing. But there was no hype behind it, as proven by the fact that I'm the only person that's ever heard of it. Yeah. Let alone watched it. And in fact, looking at all of like most of mine are that anticipation and the then crushing disappointment. Well, my, mine are just uh, I will watch any old shit <laughs> and uh, I pay the price. And also in this film is that fucking annoying girl from Babysitter 2. Mm. You know, the girlfriend who turns yeah. up screaming, like, yeah. aren't I crazy? Yeah. Never forgiven her for that, even if she's good in a film. Like, she was in X, and that was I enjoyed that, if you've seen X. Yeah, that was uh, honourable mention, to be honest. Yeah, I've got it as well, yeah. yeah. Um, isn't she the new Wednesday? She is. She's in, Yeah, the new Netflix show, yeah. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I'm not, not bothered. No, me neither. <laughs> not bothered. Uh, what's your number four? Uh, number four, I have gone with zeros and ones. 
<laughs> Another classic. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe I should shit mine up a little bit because, yeah, I think most of mine. In fact, yeah, there's none on this list that you'll have seen. <laughs> Not sure why I've done that. Well, at least we'll have two separate lists this time. I mean, I think one year we had all the same fucking films. Even Hubie Halloween was in there. Yeah, the it first was. Year. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, yeah, zeros and ones. Yeah. This one was the disappointment level because it was uh, Abel Ferrara's film. Okay. And it's starring uh, Ethan Hawke, and um, it's absolute pile of shit. It starts with Ethan Hawke actually tell, talking to to us, telling us how great he, he, he the film is and that he really wanted to work with Abel Ferrara, which is like, okay, isn't that supposed to be like a bonus feature or something? He's not actually part of the film. <laughs> and then the film itself makes no sense whatsoever. Ethan Hawke plays, himself, um, plays a character and his character's twin brother. It's something to do with spying, uh, terrorism... I think it's supposed to be a social commentary film on corruption and government and some some bullshit. And then at the end, Ethan Hawke comes back on and tells us how great that film was that we've just watched and how amazing it was to work and how deep and meaningful and thoughtful the film is and what it raises. And, uh, and I was just thinking, what the bloody hell? So he's basically, he's put two bonus features on in a film that includes uh, an actor saying how great he is, the director. Yeah, and the film itself is a lot of fucking rubbish. So Sounds disappointing, considering massively. who's involved Exactly, in honestly. I was there thinking, okay, this sounds quite good. And I thought, oh, yeah, so he plays his own twin brother and he's like uh, one's on the side of the terrorists who are actually freedom fighters and the other one's the government official who's trying to stop him. And I thought, that's kind of cool. Mm. No, not in the bloody slightest. And the fact that he's just on screen on his like webcam talking to us at the beginning. It was just like I thought it was I thought it was part of the film. And I suppose it is. But it's him just talking about the film we're about to watch. It's not actually he's not a character. He's Ethan Hawke telling us how happy he is he's working with this Abel Ferrara. Awful. Awful. Really, really boring. Maybe I didn't get it. Maybe it's one of those, eh? That you're like, oh yeah, but what you fail to notice? Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe I did, but fuck off. Yeah, yeah, make a good film then. Maybe I'll notice it then. Yeah, a lot of rubbish. Next. <laughs> <laughs> that was 2021 as well. Oh bloody! All hell. my films are quite recent. This one isn't recent, and Ken might not like me for adding this one, but <sighs> I was doing a, a sort of a movie marathon of this actor's films, and I watched this one. And was so fucking bored and disappointed with it that I've and uh, I've just had to include it, and it is Scott Adkins, Max Cloud. Oh, you son of a bitch! I mean, this this has a good premise. When I read it, I was like, so he's like a the hero of like a, a, a video game. Mm-hmm. The person goes into the video game, and Max Cloud's this sort of Duke Nukem style um, bravado and all this. I thought that sounds pretty good, to be honest. And I watched it, and holy shit, is it bad. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The only good thing is uh, Touch of Cloth, that guy. He's the bad guy in it. Yeah, he's quite funny. John Hanna. Yeah, he's yeah. quite funny in it. That's about it, though. It's fucking awful. None of the jokes land. The kids are annoying. Um, Scott Adkins doesn't actually do a lot of fighting in it. He does a lot of just skulking around corridors and doing his American accent. <laughs> Max Cloud will do it. It's like, oh, no. 
not a big fan. What about you? Did you enjoy this? When you get over the the first <laughs> crushing disappointment, yeah, yeah, I think it's the first twenty minutes. I, oh, I, 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 I think I did turn it off and oh. I went back to it. Um, when you get over that bit, I think it actually improves and then becomes a bit of stupid fun. I think it only improves once John Hanna's on screen. Yeah, yeah, he he seems to be enjoying himself. Mm. I think Scott's enjoying himself. He's trying, and he's just trying to do something else. I didn't like the sort of bounty hunter character, Scottish guy. No, it, it's... I didn't like the um, the uh, sarcastic techie woman. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't like the little chef lad who's the girl in in habits. Yeah. I didn't yeah. like him. Um, and it's a shame because I went through some absolute. I've got one actually in my honourable mentions, but I went through some absolute classic Scott Adkins, the really really <laughs> enjoyable films. Uh, and then got to this, and I was like, that ends the marathon. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, number four, Max Cloud. Ooh. <laughs> still still got the contract, though, Scott, yeah? You're still coming in to do the pitches <laughs> with us, yeah? <laughs> so, yeah. It's just one film, mate. You know, come on. They can't all be winners, Scott. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you got paid. You exactly. know, move on. What's your number three? Uh, number three, I've gone for Interceptor. Interceptor. Yes. Who's in that? Well, Chris Hemsworth's in it. Right. But he's an and Chris Hemsworth. Oh, he's a cameo. Big yeah. Hmm. It's uh it's his wife. How about that? Who's his wife? The star of Interceptor. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's a vehicle for her. Um, surprisingly produced uh, by Chris Hemsworth. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And the cameo by Chris Hemsworth. But it's it's very much her film. Um, to be honest, I thought it was really good, but it's just so bad. Mm. It's actually really funny of how bad it is. He 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 turns up in a cameo appearance, right? And he's got long hair and a beard uh, and a cap, and he plays some sort of some idiot working in a TV store. I don't even know why he's in it, but it's just like it's like why why is he disguised himself? We all know it's him. Because there's no other reason for that character to be in the film. The actual story is uh, it's terrorism, again. More terrorism. She's a, I think, a disgraced. They usually are, aren't they? Uh, she did something once in the military, and uh, then she paid the price for it. it. led to bad decisions and all that stuff. But uh, she got screwed over. And now By she's... The man. Yeah, the man himself. He's uh, She's now in charge of the Interceptor. Uh, some sort of fucking missile interception thing. Uh, if it happens, you know, there's just one chance, and it's her. And uh, terrorists go to stop the interceptor base, basically, mm. because they think it's all very well us blowing things up, but the interceptor is going to stop us. So let's stop the stopper. Awful film, honestly, it's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> It's just so ridiculous. She's like the fucking like woman of steel. She cannot be killed. She's just indestructible. Uh, with martial arts prowess, um, sensing everybody's there, and basically double-crossing. Um, and obviously sexism, because she's a woman. Yeah, in a yeah. man's world. Yeah, exactly. But really, really funny. I, I did actually enjoy this one. This one is a, a good, bad film. Mm. Yeah, and this was a, a Netflix Netflix uh, original, I think. Uh, and this was actually a 2022 film. So there, have that one. 
Wow. Yeah, and the budget's massive. It's one of those where you've got no excuse for making a shit film if you've got all the money in the world. Oh, like Red Notice. Oh, Jesus. Not Red Notice. Is it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Is it Red Notice? Yeah. 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 Which uh, get, I've got an honorary mention of uh, our good friend. Have we? And this one for us as well, Jesus. yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it, it, it's just terrible. It's terrible all the way through. It's cliche-ridden, but funny. If you were ticking off boxes of stupid stuff that was happening in a ridiculous action film, it's got it. But it's too serious. It takes itself too seriously. Except for Chris Hemsworth, who comes in as comedy value, and it's like, and Chris Hemsworth. It's like, yeah, there he is there, look. <laughs> it's like they put him at the end like you're not supposed to have known it was him. <laughs> it's like they thought. show the character. <laughs> they show the character. In case you were just like, oh, God, yeah. And he's thinking, yeah, fucking know it is. Because as soon as that character came on, he was like, oh, that's Chris Hemsworth in a wig, look. <laughs> that's it, it's pointless. And he works in a TV shop. What the hell's that going to do with terrorism and intercepting missiles in the middle of the fucking ocean? Absolutely nothing, that's what. <laughs> it's just so he can be in it. Uh, time to burn some more bridges now for this podcast when I name my number three. Holy shit. Now, a little story for you. I think... The first year we did this, I'm not sure if we did a podcast, it was just an article on the website. I think we just did a written one, yeah. Yeah. Well, in that, I had ranked The Host by Rob Savage very highly on my list. I think it might have been top five. Yeah. Because I I think we did ten, didn't we? I think you did, yeah. So I was going into Dashcam. I was very excited by the potential of it because, as I say, I really enjoyed that first film that he did in uh, Lockdown. If you haven't seen the host, then then do che- uh, or host. I think it's just called. Then check it out. Friends do a seance over Skype during lockdown. Mm-hmm. Simple premise, short film, really good. This is a massive pile of shit. <laughs> Sorry, there two, Rob. There's two films, isn't there? Called Dashcam. There is. They yeah. both come out at the same time. Yes. Or something thereabouts. This is film from a dashcam of, and I'm not kidding you, the most annoying fucking person i've ever seen on film in my life oh it was have you seen this uh, uh no i think i started watching a film called Dashcam. thought it might <laughs> yes, be the wrong did, one yeah. and just fucked it off uh, it's annie hardy who i think's in some sort of band in him she's an american american woman <laughs> but holy fucking shit is she, does she not shut up she is annoying as f- i mean it's a bold move to have her as the lead character and she is pretty much unwatchable, unlistenable, intolerable. Uh, she's like a Trump supporter, uh, the character is. Don't step on my uh, right to record stuff and do stupid shit. And, and it's only 66 minutes long, and I felt like I'd watched it for three weeks by the end. Oh, yeah. Uh, the only saving grace for it, and why it's not higher up, because Annie Hardy herself could have put this at number one for me, because she was so horrific, um, is the effects. The effects are absolutely superb. James Swanton comes back and is the sort of monster at the end. He was the monster at the end of Host as well. He does a great job in that. Uh, the effects are really great. You've, you'll see familiar faces from Host pop up in various roles. None of them in the lead roles, though. But ultimately, I was disappointed, and with the main reason being Annie Hardy in the lead role. So there you go, Dashcam. Wow. Scathing, but it's it's my truth. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't take that away from me. And we all have our own truths. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. Uh, your number two? Uh, number two is um, I've got a trilogy. Oh. I've got a whole trilogy as, as second worst. Go on. 
It's the uh, <laughs> it's the foreign language and uh, pornographic uh, trilogy. <laughs> Three hundred and sixty-five days. Oh, of course. Yes. Uh, what a what an experience. Somebody mentioned it at work. Girls, obviously, you know, it's softcore pornography. Is it Polish? Yeah, yeah. it is, yeah. And Italian and uh, other language, everything, and then some English. Um, but Jesus Christ, porn aside, it's awful. <laughs> and even the porn's pretty boring because you don't get to see it because it's softcore. You know, it's like TV porn, uh, what is it, uh, Fifty Shades of Shit, that kind of thing. Ken wanted to see Dick going into <laughs> vagina. This was the only saving grace for it. I've got that on my wall. As <laughs> 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 <It was> an equation. <laughs> Dick plus vagina equals happy. <laughs> Just you, your thumbs, thumbs up, so to speak. Yeah, right up there. Um, yeah, it's it's. I mean, the first one's all right, to be quite honest with you. The first one's okay because it's kind of like there's gangsters, there's um, there's like women getting involved with gangsters. They've got the lifestyle, they're rich, uh, they're very very attractive people. Um, the second one and the third one is fucking terrible. It's just like a music video with sex all the way through it for like an hour and a half. Sex, sex, sex. It's all there is, yeah. And it's so bad. The acting's terrible because um, they do speak English. Uh, they're not English, but they do speak it. Fucking awful. Everyone's ridiculously attractive as well, except comedy characters who turn up and they're not. Um, but it, it's absolutely outrageous. It's like smouldering looks from, hello, I'm your gardener. You know, it's that kind of quality of pornography. And, uh, oh, well, I'm being ignored by my husband, and you're an attractive gardener. <laughs> and it's that kind of shit. But wait, is he really a gardener? Or is he there for other reasons? <gasps> yeah, he is, yeah. And it's, it's like that. It's that kind of thing. And you think, of course he's not a fucking gardener. Look at him. He's like, what's all this slow motion shit and music playing in the background whenever anyone just walks up across the camera? Awful film. Mm. Really, really, really terrible. But, again, if it wasn't, like, porn, I would have sat laughing at it, but I wasn't allowed to laugh at it because, you know, it's, like, sexy. <laughs> so I just sort of just stared at it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, which, again, is pretty much my uh, my personal love life. <laughs> <laughs> I would laugh, but instead I just stare at it. <laughs> I, I believe that this was um, recommended in our Facebook group for us to cover um, after the what, the person who um, recommended it enjoyed our episode on uh, whatever that shite was. Deadly illusions. Deadly illusions. Oh yeah, and they wanted sangster. us. Oh yes, and they and they wanted us to um, do that something similar. It. That was it. Yes, yes. Uh, Karen Sangster. She recommended this, and then somebody at work was talking about it, and. I knew what they were talking about and they got embarrassed about it because it was two girls talking and giggling, you know, and saying, oh, yeah, that gardener and all that. And I was like, are you talking about 365 day? And they were like, oh. and they had no idea that I had been exposed to that kind of thing. <laughs> and I exposed myself to them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's why I'm currently on suspension. <laughs> 
Cheers. Happy, <laughs> happy New Year, everybody. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. Anyway, bottom five. <laughs> My number two. Go this on, is then. This is the ultimate big build-up disappointment. <laughs> number two. Um, which is a story of my sex life. <laughs> <laughs> it's Halloween ends. Oh, you son of a bitch. Yeah. We all know why. People who've seen it will know why. I don't give a flying fuck about the kid that there was that turned out to be the main character. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think I got to the middle of the film and was like, where the fuck's Michael Myers one? He's, Halloween he's in film. a pipe, isn't he? He's in a fucking pipe. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's stuck in a wall <laughs> with a fucking homeless person. Um, and two, like the only thing like caught me off guard was the opening bit, the yeah, hide and like seek, that, that yeah. bit with the kid falling. Uh, yeah, that was good. That, that literally, I was, sh- I was shocked when that happened. Uh, big, uh, big spoilers, by the way, everyone. Oh, sorry. Yes, yes. It's still relatively warning. new, isn't it? Um, and then we followed this fucking babysitter for the rest of the film, and I couldn't give a flying fuck about this kid. And then there's some weird, like, he meets Michael Myers, they have a like a fight hug, <laughs> and um, he takes him under his wing as his little protege, and I think it's this whole... That, I mean, from the second one onwards, they've been obsessed with how evil isn't a person, it's like a thing that can be transferred, yeah, and yeah. I just hate all... It's, it's, I hated that it part of this. It inhabits the place, yeah. not necessarily the person. And that's you think it, yeah. You just think that's a plot device just to keep fucking going, isn't it? Yeah. Plus, we've already established that he's old, because they've continued it, and he is old. Yeah. So now they're just thinking, so how else can we carry on with this franchise and keep plugging away and just getting money <laughs> yeah i mean like the second one that's my least favorite like i didn't uh, dislike the second one as much as some people evil did. dies tonight i hated all that shit that, yeah that side plot with is it billy oh, i can't remember his fucking name is the kid from the first the original is tommy back. tommy tommy no um that side plot thing with him and this whole evil dies tonight chanting i could do without the kills in the second one are fucking brilliant yep uh not enough jamie lee curtis in it though and there isn't in this one really to be honest but, um, too, too much granddaughter. Too much granddaughter, yeah. What the hell's up with her? Why is she suddenly like fallen head over heels in love with this kid who she's like seen once? Yeah, who Jamie Lee Curtis instantly takes a shine to for seeing him get beaten up by... And also, let me say, the bullies in this. What the <laughs> fuck is going on over there in America? Every single film I see, the bullies wouldn't last a fucking day in the I schools in, say, America, honestly, in England. Honestly, I could batter them all. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus I'd take Christ. them all out at once. Oh, my God. Uh, brilliant. Ken there, boasting about beating up children. <laughs> <laughs> you better believe he can beat that kid up. Yeah, all of them. <laughs> all at once. Especially the girls. I was going to say, even the two girls. <laughs> I'd go for them first. Take them out of the equation right there. Yeah. Again, some decent kills, but that's only when Michael's there. He's not in it enough, and when he is, he's a decrepit old fuck. I guess he was blown up in the f- and then beaten to an inch of his life by the end of the second he's one. He's had his head cut off. He's, he's been through a lot, to be honest with you. I I quite enjoyed it, but I can see why people didn't. Mm-hmm. It's one of those where I, I I just enjoyed it because I still like Halloween films. I, I must admit, I, I like them because of Michael Myers. I'll give you that. Halloween 3 is a good film. Oh, yeah, we've already discussed that. Uh, I think this one shouldn't have been the last one 
Yes. If yeah. it had been in the middle, I mean, obviously, you got fucking four, five, and six, for fuck's sake. Yeah. You bloody bust up fucking rhymes in one of them. And <laughs> Doing yet, Kung Fu. Yeah, exactly. Kung Fu kicking him with his dangertainment bullshit. But yet, still, this one's the one that's annoyed everybody. <laughs> you <laughs> so make a... Because it's called Ends, and it's the last one, and this is what they've been building to. That's what's annoying everyone. You make a really good point. The new, the the main kid in this, the babysitter lad, would probably have been more accepted if he was introduced maybe in the second yeah, one. Yeah, if it wasn't just who the fuck is this? He doesn't start off as this clean cut nice kid and then goes totally mental halfway through this last movie. It's like why shoehorn this in? Yeah, now? it's like who the hell is this guy? Yeah. You yeah. don't bring that kind of character in. Like he should have probably had a cameo in the first one, been in the second it'd one. Have more. Been, yeah, I mean, yeah. even if it had been like, uh, like Tommy or somebody like that, or yeah. bloody Lonnie, get away from the house. Hey, Lonnie. Yeah, even if it had been somebody that we knew, it doesn't matter what's happened to him in the past, or if they're a kid, or something like that. If there was some fucking connection somehow to everything from the past, fucking. 60 years, <laughs> <laughs> however long we've been doing it. No, but seriously, though, I mean, you've had that long to to bring in that character and uh, just yeah, fuck it, do it at the end. Yeah, and it just kind of smacks of um, spin-offs. Yeah. Spin-offs, extra stuff, what else can we do? Now we can have a, a prequel, origin, fucking Marvel bullshit, all that stuff. Yeah. That's, that's, what, it, that's what it felt like to me. It just felt like they were just shoehorning everything in as possibilities to not end the fucking series, mm-hmm. uh, which is disappointing because, I say, I, I, I like all of them, even the shit ones I like. The music's what makes it for me. Seeing that at the, big, uh, the cinema again. When that music kicks in, it's just like, oh, fucking brilliant. I think even the, even, the, even the really bad ones from the original series, at least it's Michael still coming in and fucking killing everyone, and that's what people want. Michael's just on his hands and knees in a shit pipe for most of this film. <laughs> <laughs> and I know he's 70 Isn't years old. That's a song by Weezer. <laughs> well, that's it, yeah. <laughs> and I know he's 70 years old and he's been beaten to death and blown up, but come on, it's Michael Myers. You don't want to see him like this. <laughs> Evil cries tonight. He gets beaten That's what up it by. Should have been. <laughs> He's just there with a little weep. He gets just beaten weeping. up by this bloody kid. For God's beaten sake, beaten up by a babysitter. <laughs> Well, to be honest, that's what he's been I doing suppose, his, yeah, entire, yeah. his entire career has that's been his that, Achilles heel. <laughs> Babysitters. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. You're number one then, Ken. <sighs> now, I was going through these yesterday. I was going through my little book, my diary, and um, I already, as soon as I saw this one, I punched my diary across the room. <laughs> <laughs> then, on Instagram... Somebody posted, they're doing Ninja November, that's how it happens. They posted uh, about this film and they posted clips from it saying, I can't believe this film got greenlit. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'd have punched my phone across the room <laughs> because it brought it all back. And then I set fire to my house and left. Um, it is the 2010 classic David Hasselhoff film. <laughs> Dancing Ninja. Oh, that sounds amazing. <laughs> Fucking hell, man. Honestly, what the bloody hell <laughs> is this film? There is an ancient legend, some say over a thousand years old, about a foreign child, an orphan, who is lost and without direction. Death. 
This is the legend of the dancing ninja. It's on Amazon, it's on Prime, so anyone out there who wants to watch a film about a ninja that dances, go for it. But fuck off as well. If you want to see a, hear a podcast about a gymnast who does karate, <laughs> Jim Carter, episode out recently on our podcast, give it a listen. This film, right, it's a comedy, which is shit to start with, yeah? And it's not a funny comedy at all. It's got this idiot fucking kid who's massively unlikable, even though he's trying to be likable. He's uh, born with a, um, I think he's got a uh, birthmark of a dancing ninja. Yes. Fuck off. Seriously. (laughs) He wants to be a ninja, um, you know, because they do recruit. Um, But the ninja school says, no, you ain't coming in because you're shit. And he's there, and they do a, like a montage of him trying to get in, but being rubbish. And he's so stupidly rubbish. It's like stuff that anyone could do, but he can't do it. It's that, that you know where you have a montage where you got you you can you can't do stuff, and then you obviously you get better, and then you suddenly can do it. This is like even a child could do what he can't do. And he's a fucking annoying dick about the whole thing as well. I don't even know his name. I don't want to know his name. I don't want to see him in anything else. Uh, I don't want to ever see him again. I never want to see this film again either. It is so poor. I should have known better. It's called Dancing Ninja. It's not, you know. But fucking hell, it's painful. Every scene he's in is painful. He eventually gets trained by some sort of dancing uh, video game that isn't even plugged in. Oh yeah, I know. And then he, he gets accepted by the school. There's more comedy. Hasselhoff turns up. It slightly improves when Hasselhoff's in it. I'll give him that. He improves this film. Mm. He's the best thing in this film. And if you've got any idea of Hasselhoff and his, <laughs> <He's> <laughs> and his skills, <laughs> then th- for him to be the best thing in this film says, what the fuck is this film? <laughs> yeah, absolutely awful. Hasselhoff, he gets a song. <laughs> There's a fucking song. Is it Jump in My Car? <laughs> Worse. <laughs> <laughs> Jump over my car. Jump on my dick. <laughs> Not just now, Don, we're doing this. <laughs> Sorry. Jump in my car. I want to take you home. Jump in my car. It's too far to walk on your own. So there you go. Ken's top one is Dancing Ninja. <laughs> Fucking hate it. Worthy of the top. Oh. My number one is a film we've covered on this podcast, and similar to Ken, when I was going through, because I I didn't do it from the whole of the year, I wish I did, but I started recording every film I watched from June onwards, so I was looking through, saw this had come up, and again, I just shoved my phone... Up your ass. (laughs) Yeah, in in disgust. (laughs) My number one, Ken, Mm -hmm. is Demon Wind. Oh, What? (laughs) You are fucking kidding me. <laughs> what? Oh, Alien. He- Just go and watch. Listen, we've, we've recorded it on the podcast. Go and listen to the episode. Oh, you, you, hear my ang- you hear my anger. Shocking. You hear my anger in the episode. I, I suggested we do that. It was brilliant. <laughs> it's <not> fucking brilliant. <laughs> 
the fuck's going on? He's got an alien head at one point. <laughs> yeah, but that's you're too far gone by then. It doesn't matter. You got that right. You've got a fucking karate wizard. How exactly. Are you say- how are you saying that's no good? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're saying dancing David Hasselhoff. It all sounds amazing to me. <laughs> He's got a little ponytail. Hasselhoff. <laughs> He's got a normal Hasselhoff hair and a little ponytail at the back. <laughs> See? That beats alien head demon wind. I don't know about that. Oh, come on. 60 years ago, an entire family vanished without a trace. Now, one young man must face the demon wind. How do we get to the Carter place from here? You can't? I think something bizarre has been going on at that farm for a long time. I want to find out what. It's a gateway to hell, and there's no turning back. You can't leave. Never mind. Now you see it. Now you don't. Now you're dead. Demon wind. Do you have some honourable mentions? Uh, dishonourable mentions, yeah. Yes, go on. Along with dishonourable discharge. Yeah, well. <laughs> All over the shop. I've got 2019. I've got a film called Imprisoned. It stars Oliver Stone's son, Sean, I think his name is. Mm-hmm. Awful. Awful film. It's got Patrick Kilpatrick in it. It's got Mickey Rourke in it. It's, it's got Eric fucking Roberts in it. And it's absolutely awful. Nice. Really, really bad film. It's actually more about um, um, Muslim conversion and uh, it's just absolute bullshit, honestly. Really, really poor film, but funny. Mm. I watched that in January. I followed January up with Eileen Wuornos, American Boogie Woman. (laughs) (laughs) She's dancing as well. Yeah, that's because, of course, that's what you call the uh, the bogeyman. You call it the boogeyman. which for us, boogie, of course, just means dancing. dancing. Oh, yeah. Disco dancing. <laughs> yes, sir. I got boogie. <laughs> yeah, but um, she doesn't dance, no. Actually, she might. But it's got absolutely nothing to do with the Eileen Warnos story. It's awful. Really is awful. She's played by a, a ridiculous, uh, attractive actress as well. Much like Charlize Theron when she played her. But at least she uglied. She uglied up, didn't she? Yeah, got an Oscar for, was... for being ugly. Yeah, I nice. Think. Yeah, Arlene Wernos was fucking ugly. To be fair. Yeah, but you know, well, Daniel Day Lewis got an Oscar for just lying down, didn't for, he? For spazzing. Yeah. <laughs> I'll cut that. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! And I've got a couple I watched recently as well. I've got The Legend of Whores. H a w e s. Okay, Whores is his name. Oh. And it's also the name of the place. Um, fucking terrible. Absolutely terrible. It's got Richard Tyson in it, who was in Kindergarten Cop as the bad guy. Dominic. You yeah. love me, don't you, Dominic? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you say that to yourself in the mirror? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Before <laughs> slapping the taste out of your own mouth. <laughs> that was the answer message you sent me that one night. <laughs> yeah, still never got back to me. Pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fucking terrible. Sounds really good. It's like a Western film with cannibals 
uh, marauding across uh, and all that. And I do uh, like the sound of yeah, that. Yeah, family gets slaughtered by the cannibals and the, the only survivor hires a gunslinger to take them on. You know, it all sounds good. Hmm. Awful. Really bad. I do like a good horror western, like Tomahawk, things yeah, like that. Yeah, this is not. No. <laughs> this is not that, though. <laughs> this is really poor. Richard Tyson, so bored of it, he actually just dies at 30 minutes in. He's <laughs> like, <laughs> fuck this. <laughs> if you want your spoilers, then uh, yeah, welcome. <laughs> so bored, he just dies. <laughs> it's fucking awful. <laughs> And that concludes my honourable mention. <laughs> Excellent. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. So we crack straight in then to the, the top five, I guess. I've got a load of honourable mentions here. What are we doing? Are we doing honourable mentions first? or No, we... let's, we'll do top five first, just in case we, in our honourable mentions, we name one of our each That's other's. That's good, because uh, let me just count how many I've got for my best. <laughs> one, two, three, oh, four, God. five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. What was the... What were we going for? Five. I've got nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> cool, I win. And honestly, I, I, I win sticking to the homework yeah. better. I I numbered them, and even looking at the ones I've left out, I'm kind of disappointed at the ones I've left out of my own list. But we're mentioning them anyway, so you know, t- take the the top five, take the numbering in the top five with a pinch of salt. You know what films are like; they you know chop and change and all that sort of stuff. Uh, do you want me to go first with my number five? Go for it. Go on. My number five is Deadstream. Oh, interesting. This has got a great plot. I mean, uh, anyone who's watched, who's listened to our podcast knows, and I'm a, I'm a big fan of fan footage films. This is a YouTube personality who goes to stay in the most haunted house in America or haunted house where he is or something like that on Halloween as part of a live stream for his channel. And it's a fucking lot of fun, this, and funny. I found it really, really funny as well. Mm-hmm. Um, great effects. Um, the Lee character uh, annoying at first, but you, you, once you get used to him, he's. I think he's great in the role. Um, he uh, wrote it as well, didn't he? Yeah, him and his yeah. missus. Was yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, him and his wife. Yeah, and it's just a load of a lot of fun. Like the thing with the finger in the nose constantly, and he even points it out. Like, what the hell is with you in this finger? And he uses <laughs> that like was, uh, very Evil Dead. Yeah, a lot of it's Evil Dead. It, yeah, a lot it? of it's kind of Evil Dead vibe. Yeah, it it was. I think it basically hinged on him. Everything yeah. hinged on him, didn't it? Yeah, well, because... he's like pretty much the, like, with the exception of one other person, the only person in yeah, the film. Yeah, it it, basically, it hinges on is he just annoying? Now, you said about Dashcam, you said I was that, bring that, that, that up, character yeah. is just annoying. I haven't seen that one, I've seen this one, uh, and I didn't know it was going to be a comedy. No, me neither. I, I went in thinking, okay, right, go on then. I bet this is shit. And yeah. I watched it, and it was actually just fun. Yeah. He is good. He yeah. is good. He is likable. I agree with all of that stuff. And yeah. um, he's he's funny as well. He's yeah. just quite a, a likable character. And Ken raises a great point there of this is how you do a single character in a film where everything hinges on it. If this guy was... Intoler- like you couldn't fucking be around him this would have been a disaster of a film with dashcam like obviously uh rob savage has made that choice to cast annie hardy in the role and for me it's backfired and it just makes the film unwatchable this time when they've done it they've done it right and he has a character arc as well he starts off as this guy who takes no responsibility for his actions 
and it's like about him learning and accepting and taking responsibility just because you do something on YouTube for likes, you think you can do whatever the hell you like to whoever you want. Uh, he learns that that's not the case and he needs to take responsibility for what he does and he does in the end. And um, so it's got that message running through it as well. And I think they get there in a good way. And along the way, you have a load of laughs. There's a load of gore. Well, not maybe gore, but a load of sort of um, gross out, Evil Dead style humor, yeah, you say. Yeah, yeah. and there's, there are some decent scares. Good scares, yeah. yeah. Good monster makeup. No, I, I, I agree. I, I enjoyed this more than I thought I was going to. And I'm exactly the same. I went into it thinking I'd probably enjoy it because I like the premise, and I ended up enjoying it more than I thought. So, number five, Deadstream. Him and his wife also did um, a segment in VHS 99. I haven't seen that yet. Uh, that's one of the best segments because I thought that was such a fucking disappointment. Oh, really? So, yeah. I haven't seen it. Yeah. I will watch it, yeah. especially now I know they've done one. Is it in the desert or something? I saw stills um, from they're, it. They're kind of in in hell. Yeah, it's yeah. their own like hell wasteland. Yeah, I saw stills from their Twitter where they're yeah. shooting. And actually, the um, the sort of weird monster thing in Deadstream they repurposed and used again in that segment. Yeah, it's um, it's not a good film in in all in. No, no, not at all. No. Yeah, they're very hit and miss those sort of films. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I should have dishonorably mentioned it in the previous one <laughs> but i think i mentioned enough um old people sorry the film the film <laughs> old, old people. people what's that about well <laughs> <laughs> school kids what do you think it's about um and it, it it's like a, a zombie film but they're not dead they're just old that's just old people in general isn't it <laughs> That's the point. Oh, that is the point. Clever. You see, they're um, they're all like discarded, and um, nobody really cares, and they're just kind of like lonely. And um... hang on, you're describing us. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. <laughs> no, but it, it's it's basically it, it's a zombie film, but they're just old. Yeah. So they've just all been left in a in a home. And uh, there's this one guy in the home. I don't even know if he's infected with something, but he's he's a fucking great character. Yeah, he looks terrifying, and all of the old people are just terrifying. They're I think just, old people are terrifying. They're, well, they're, they're just there. They're like, they they break out of the old people's home, and it's not a comedy. I know. I know that sounds like ridiculous, but um, there's just loads of them, and they're just there. You're describing old people here. <laughs> yeah. No, but honestly, it's, it's like so. So like, there's, there's, uh, it's night time. Yeah. Um, she goes outside to see what the noise was, and she's got the flashlight, and she looks around, and it's just an old person stood in, in like, in the field outside the back of her house, and then she hears a noise. She spins around, and there's just another one, and they just stood there staring at her. Mm. I always find that sort of stuff yeah. scary. And it's like zombies. Fair enough. You kill them. Yeah, it's just old people. What, what are you kill supposed them. to do? Still. Well, <laughs> just, just kill well, them. It's it's like what what's happening kind of thing. Yeah, but it's and disarming. But they're yeah. also creepy. I, I like that. Yeah, yeah. and it, it's it's really good. Like there's a uh, one of the orderlies in the uh, the home goes over and they're just all by the window listening because uh, they're having a party because uh, it's, it's something and uh, everyone's having a party. It's a wedding, I think, and they're listening to the music being played. And he walks in, and they're just all staring at the open window, stood around it. And he walks in and says, whoa, 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 what are you all doing? Everyone back to bed. And um, 
they just all turn around and look at him. And there's there's like about like twenty of them all stood and he's there telling them like he goes and shuts the window, not allowing them to listen to the music. And they sort of like just adv- advance on him and and it's it's just really, really good. It's actually really gory as well, which I didn't expect. I didn't expect it to be quite as violent as it was. Sounds good. I, I really enjoyed it. I didn't I didn't know anything about it. I was just there. The poster for it is pretty shit as well. It's just like close up of an old person's face with the eye. And it's just it just says Netflix, old people. That's it. Old oh, people. So available on Netflix it if you yeah. want to watch. But it's it's really good. I really enjoyed it. A lot more than I thought I was going to. Because um, reading it again, you just there thinking, yeah, okay, so it's just old people attacking. Mm. No, but I, I just thought it was really well made, really, really good, and um, just a, an interesting new take on a zombie film. Uh, so available on Netflix if you want to give that a watch. Similarly, I don't know if I mentioned it, but Deadstream is on Shudder. Number four for me is the art of self-defense. Oh, you've mentioned this to me before. Yes, I, yeah. yes. I still haven't actually seen this. So this is Jesse Eisenberg, who's a zombie land social network, uh, similar to Andy Samberg, but a bit geekier. If you know, you know who I'm talking about. Is it slightly uh, less geeky than Michael Serra? Yes. Yes, he's the less geeky one of, yes. the, of the two. He's sort of if you combine Michael Serra and Andy Samberg, yeah. you get this man. That that that's yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that's a good that's him. Yeah. He is this sort of shy, introverted guy, not many friends or no friends really, tries to make friends at work, ends up getting attacked in the street by a biker gang and nearly killed. And after he recovers from and comes back from hospital, he decides to get self-defense lessons. And it is fucking hilarious, this film. This is hilarious in the same way that uh, I thought Napoleon Dynamite was hilarious. It's got very similar style of humor to it. And the the guy who plays the sensei in it, I can't remember the name of the actor, but he is he's, he's great in it as well. And also, so is the um, the girl that he fancies, who also works at this uh, dojo. And uh, I would definitely recommend you you check that one out. I, I, again, this is one that I just saw and thought I'll give it a go, and I'm glad I did because it's 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 great. So, uh, the art of self defense. Give it a watch. Hi. Hi. I want to sign up for classes. It's excellent news. I'm going to go ahead and enter you into the system. Name, Casey... Davies. It's a very feminine-sounding name. Why karate? I'm afraid. I'm afraid of the dark. I'm afraid of other men. (laughs) They intimidate me. I want to be what intimidates me. I want to be... This question's multiple choice. A, health and fitness. B, career opportunity. C, New Year's resolution. D, self-defense slash traumatic experience. What if it's none of the above? Should I read the choices again? No, that's okay. A, health and fitness. This is your belt. It is yours. It is sacred. There'll be a $15 charge to replace a lost belt. Uh, my number four, I'm going to go with Terrifier 2. Oh, that's in my honourable mentions. Yeah, I'm going to go with that as number four. And it was almost an honourable mention. But I just think just the relentless 
it is relentless of it. Yeah, and ridiculously over the top. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll have, I'll let you uh, yeah you crack on with what you want to say. I'll say my thoughts and after. Um. Well, the first the first one, uh, Terrifier. Obviously, I know he was in like All Hallows Eve and all that stuff as well. But the yeah, first, we know that people don't email him. Yeah, for fuck's yeah, sake. yeah. But the first film, um, was kind of. I don't know. I mean, this one's not overly jointed. I was going to say disjointed, but this one's not overly streamlined either. Yeah, I think it, they've made an effort to make it more than yeah, just. It set. was. It was just like sort of like just ambling from one set piece of gore to the next yeah. where it didn't have any sort of like coherent plot there was no there was no advancement it was just he's a guy uh, he's a clown and he does stuff yeah. uh, this one to be honest doesn't really stray too much from it but it sort of follows on from each other <laughs> and yeah. and you get a little flashback of the first film um which is nice because it, it's a nice gory flashback, but it's pretty much just two and two plus hours of extreme violence and gore, which I like at any at any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> I'll be watching that, but I, I just thought because I kept reading it all as everyone's reading it. Yeah, you say, oh yeah, right, but it's not. Yeah, whatever. I bet you've never seen this. And uh, basically, up one-upmanship on uh, whatever violence and gore you've been watching. Um, but I, I've I've seen my fair share, and uh, yeah, this was good. This was a, this was a good violent, gory film. Um, but I think it was a lot more polished as well than the first one. But also, still not necessarily any real point to it yeah because <laughs> that, that is still one of those things it's like yeah but what the hell why any any reasons there's no reasons i know sometimes you don't need a reason and i quite appreciate that it's just maybe he's just a fucker who dresses like a clown and kills people so what it's like halloween Michael yeah Myers, exactly yeah so that's what i mean i I don't necessarily need to know why he's doing all this stuff um Except when he's compelled by the order of the thorn or whatever the fuck that was. <laughs> we terrify a three. Yeah. He's not in it. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's um I I just thought it was really good. And it was just fun. And I just couldn't wait until the next person he killed. Which again is not really plot pointing, is it? It's not it's not advancing anything. He's just going to go and kill more people. So let's see how he does it. Mm. But I just think the the effects are fantastic. I know uh, he is an, an effects guy, isn't he? So yeah, that, that's the beauty of it. He's just going from one like showcase to the next. Uh, Clown Cafe went on for a bit. To be oh, honest, fuck, yeah, 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 it went on for a bit too long. To be honest with you, but um, have you heard about Terrifier that, Three? That song is fucking annoying. Oh fuck it is, yeah. Terrifier 3 is uh, Tom Atkins just shouting at a TV. Yeah, still watch it. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> what I do like, the little fact that I saw online, is that Terrifier 2 made this, well, almost the same amount of the cinema as Amsterdam, which is the new star-studded Hollywood thing with Bale and uh, Margot Robbie. I think Margot Robbie's in it and... You know, all these all these people made the same, which shows that you know there is a place for horror, and it, you know people think that making horror films they don't like get their money back at the box office unless they're big franchises. But this was shot for two hundred fifty thousand dollars. This was made for yeah, and this this might be the franchise. 
That's what people were saying, wasn't it? So everyone was waiting for Halloween ends, and instead this was the one that actually just came out and kicked everything's ass. Yeah, 11 million it's made so far Um, from a 250k budget. Terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's it's full credit because uh, Damien Leone he's, he's he's done his own film again, hasn't he? Yeah. So he he's made his own. Is this film. crowdfunded this. Um, I what was the first know, one? I, I'm not I sure. think this one was crowdfunded. It might have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was. Yeah, but he's already got plans for like the the third one. He's he's going to crack on and uh, get get us another one, which you cannot argue with whatsoever. Obviously, fancied the uh, the main. Oh, when she dresses girl. at the end there in the Jesus yeah, that's Christ, that was just for me, wasn't it? That was I think like, so. Yeah, I think it was because uh, I funded it. Yeah, I was going to say yeah, <laughs> that was the crowdfunding part. I paid for that bit. Um, I totally agree with everything you've said there. I love just, I love like gore films like this. I mean, I liked um, Human Centipede too. <laughs> I know a lot of people oh, so, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The second one's the best one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's not just because I'm in it. Um, it is. <laughs> It is legitimately uh, enjoyable. I, I enjoyed this. The only reason this wasn't in my top five is it's fucking long. Yeah. It's two hours, 20 minutes long. That's a long time to be watching a film like this, in my opinion. As you say, the Clown Cafe probably doesn't need to be in there, even though yeah. there's some decent effects. Yeah. The last half an hour probably doesn't need to be in the film either when they go and they have the fight and they have about six fights. Yeah, yeah, it just get, keeps happening, doesn't keeps it? Keeps popping back up, yeah, and she dies a couple of times and comes back and, you know, so I think for me the only thing that stops this from, if this was 90 minutes and they compacted it all down, all the ideas, got rid of some of the extras, maybe saved them for the third one, I, I get the, you know, the thought of, you know, I might not get to make the third one, I'm going to have to throw everything into this one, but there comes a time, and this is the same thing we've leveled at Tarantino, you can't just keep everything in a film you've got to cut it down to a manageable Mm. size because that as well i mean i wouldn't um anything that's over two hours i tend to not go to the cinema to watch that's a long time to be sitting in a cinema in my opinion i know some people just love you know they would strongly disagree with me on that but i went to watch the latest bond at the cinema how long was that four days yeah i was (laughs) was there all week (laughs) (laughs) i had a book holiday from work (laughs) i got there right for the bond one and um, tried to order a beer, and they said no. It's uh, it's only half past ten in the morning. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought, okay, reasonable. However, uh, I will be here at two o'clock this afternoon, still watching the fucking film. So give me a beer. <laughs> yeah, it's all right though, because I'd already I'd taken some beers in a bag. So fuck you. Yeah, fuck you, Odeon. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. Terrifier two, decent. If you're America, you can watch this through a streaming platform or get a VPN and watch it through in the English. Um, oh, just, come, just buy it. Can you buy it now? Of course you can. Yeah, well, yeah, there we go. Yeah, buy the fucking thing. I might do, actually. I might buy both of them on Blu-ray and then when they bring the third one out, buy uh, the trilogy. Yeah, and, curse and, the fact yeah. that they've released a, a box set. <laughs> and then think, fuck you, every time. Uh, number three for me yep. is The Sadness. Yes, honourable mention. Honourable mention. Honourable mention. I absolutely fucking love this. Talking about mm. extreme sort of horror, this is it's a zombie film, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, it's a, it's a, a sort of it's a zombie film from Taiwan, and uh, it's like a viral pandemic basically, and it turns everyday people into like masochistic killers, basically psychopaths, bloodthirsty maniacs. I think it was it's um it just 
uh, deadens inhibition as well, doesn't it? It's just like everything's fair game. Yeah, so, you, yeah, you lose that thing yeah. that tells you not to do something as well. Yeah, and it's basically about a couple. I think the the woman's a teacher. And the guy's uh, on his moped a lot, <laughs> from what I remember. I watched this. Oh, yeah, I, think, I think that's it, yeah. I watched it in May yeah, yeah. when it first came out. And it's basically them trying to get back to each other during this. And there's some great horror um, elements of this. There's some nasty um, effects. Yeah, very brutal, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. There's a great bit in the, in the hospital, particularly with the woman in the wheelchair I'm thinking of. Um, yeah. the, the guy from the train as well. That... The train scene for yeah. me is fucking terrifying. Yeah, Because yeah. that could happen. Yeah. It's, it's stuff like that that you just think, fucking hell. Yeah. yeah. I could, yeah, you're right, yeah. It is just... Uh, I, I actually thought um, that the build-up was great. Uh, I liked it. The reason it's not in mine, it's an honourable mention, is it, when they got to the hospital, I felt it kind of just dragged. Yeah, I get that. Because, because it's no longer just everywhere. Yeah. It was kind of like right now we'll just focus on this one building. So, yeah. yeah, but no, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, I get that, that. that. I get for that. me. Plus plus it was also um suddenly it was just about one guy wanting to rape everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Ken's already written that screenplay, so he was pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> the autobiography. <laughs> yeah. No, also I... called the sadness. <laughs> oddly <laughs> enough. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I totally get what you're saying, I, and uh, I think that's why it's not as as high up. Uh, like, it's not in the top two for me because I really, really enjoyed the majority of this film, and I was going into it with already high expectations, and for it to surpass it, I was very impressed with it. So, yeah, the sadness. Yeah, I think that's the same for me with Terrifier too, to be mm. honest, because I was reading a lot about it, thinking, "Yeah, right." Yeah, yeah, bring it on then. Go on then. Watch yeah. it. Thought, fuck you now. Yeah, I mean, we might cut this, but the mate at the house when mm. he turns up trick or treating, yeah. what he does to her with the oh yeah. god, that's bad. Anyway, yes, uh, Ken, you're number three. My number three. Uh, you've gone to Taiwan. Uh, I've gone to India. Oh, nice. And I've Is gone... it the Batman film? <laughs> uh, honorable mention. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I've gone with R R. Oh, oh, I've not seen it yet. Or triple R, or... <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. I'm not really sure how to say it. Um, but, fucking hell, that's fun. Yeah, I've not seen it yet. Yeah. What's it on? Is it on Netflix? It was, I think so, yeah. 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 And that's like, that's nearly three hours of, of um, Indian film. Mm-hmm. Fucking hell, that is such a ludicrous film. I it does loved look crazy. it. Absolutely loved it. It's it's like two two people um who are best friends and uh, go off to separate ways and um it's about oppression. There's I tell you who's in it, um big big Ray, big Ray Stevenson, who was the Punisher, I believe, mm-hmm. in the whatever the film was called. Yeah, yeah, the one um, that, the one that's not got Thomas Jane in it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The Punisher, uh, Punish Time, I think it was called Warzone. That was it. That's it. <laughs> Punish Time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's got him in it, and I never recognised him at all. Mm. He's gone through a kind of Russell Crowe. Suddenly, he's enormous kind of yeah, guy. Yeah, that's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, he's brilliant in it as well. He's like the British. Um, general or whatever he plays what's the actual plot very, very similar to uh, the baron from uh, 
uh, chitty chitty bang bang. <laughs> <laughs> so over the top. And that is the plot. There's two, there's two guys who were best friends, and then they found themselves like on separate sides. So one of them's now the bodyguard of um, the Baron from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, and uh, the other one's a freedom fighter against the oppressive reign of the Brits. Um, it's incredibly anti-British, to be honest with you. But, heard, yeah, I've heard that. But, yeah. you know, so what? Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah exactly, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I can take it. Yeah. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't me, you know. Sorry, but it wasn't my fault. And um, it's just really fucking ridiculous. Everything about it's outrageous. There's violence, massive violence as well. There's martial arts. There's... Um, it's tigers, martial arts against tigers. <laughs> it's on. Yeah, it's just such a lot of fun. Yeah, it's fucking outrageous. It's one of those films where you just watch it and you will openly just laugh. And I was, I was watching it, and then suddenly something happened. And I was like, <laughs> just thinking, "What?" And you just think, "What the fucking hell is going on?" <laughs> All the way through, it was just brilliant. It really, really was, and. Um, I, I, I mean, obviously, I've seen a couple of uh, Indian films, uh, but this, this is absolutely superb. It really is enjoyable, and it's a hundred percent enjoyable. There's no real like slow bits for a three-hour film. It's pretty much non-stop, mm. and you get songs. You get bloody songs in of there. Of course, course you do. It's like Bollywood songs in the middle of stuff. You get somebody who's being whipped to death. Right, he's being lashed to death until he fucking dies, and you get and a little singing. song. You get a little song in the middle of it all. <laughs> it's like brilliant, honestly. It really is. It's just so enjoyable, and um, I, I, I really, really like this film. And uh, you can see why it like, sort of took took off quite a bit because uh, it really is fun. A great watch, massively uh, recommended. I think that was a Netflix one as well. Excellent. Um, just to go back, the sadness I believe is Shudder. Yeah. Uh, yes, it yeah. was. Yeah. I think you can buy that as well. No, you can buy uh, the sadness. I think they did a physical release of that. Yeah. And the art of self defense, uh, you can rent on Amazon Prime. Um, I'm not sure if it's on there as if included in the membership, but uh, I watched it, uh, rented it off Amazon Prime. Um. Number two. Number two. Go Number for it. two for me is one that I went in with no knowledge of what the hell it was, no expectation, ended up really enjoying it, and that is Bullet Train. Whoa. Have you seen Bullet Train? I have not. My son's seen it. This is Brad Pitt yeah. playing... No, no, Brad Pitt's not my son. Oh, sorry, yes. I mean, he may look like Brad Pitt. Oh, when he draws himself, he does. <laughs> Harry Kane, isn't it? Sorry. <laughs> That's how he's not listening. I just gave him a massive build up there. You <laughs> destroyed him. Um, yes, yeah, so. Yeah, he's not very good at art. Move on. <laughs> Although he was head of art, if you remember, Ken Sayings. He's the uh, captain. The captain, captain of the arts. Yeah, of all the people named art in the school, the he martial, is the captain. He's the captain of the martial arts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's Brad Pitt. He plays a sort of hitman slash burglar. I mean, basically a hitman. And he goes on the bullet train in Japan to uh, steal a briefcase from two people guarding the son of a Russian sort of mafia-type uh, terror oh, overlord. Jesus. Yeah. 
And during during it, uh, there is multiple assassins on this um, train, <sighs> all out to either steal the case back or kill one of the other assassins on the train. Fucking hell! It's got a load, and it's got a load of like weaving intricate um, plot lines and motives from each person, and it's a fucking lot of fun. Some great little action scenes in it. Um, just really enjoyable, and uh, the, the the guy who plays Kickass is in this as one of the um, he play he's, he's brothers with a, a black guy. They play brothers, <laughs> and uh, they're called um, Tangerine and Lemon. They're called. <laughs> so I know it sounds like our film I was pitch. Say, what the fuck? <laughs> but, I've written that for the pitch. <laughs> yeah, but uh, he, him, and his brother are the uh, for me the best things in the film. Especially him, like the guy who plays Kickass in this is really really good. And it, as I say, loads of fun. Really, really enjoyed it. And I've watched it uh, since it's come out. I've watched it three times just because I enjoyed it so much. Yeah. So massive. Um... I, I got told by my son that I'd probably like it, but there's too many quips. There, there might be for you. Yeah. yeah. You're not a quipster, are you? Uh, no. But it, I, I didn't mind the quip, the quipping. It's it's very sort of Edgar Wright esque as well, in like in the cuts and things. You know, the <laughs> those sort of cuts. Um, but no, really, re- I really, really personally really enjoyed it. So, uh, Bullet Train, check it out. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, I didn't like that. <laughs> uh, your number two. Uh, my number two is The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Oh yes, that is in my honourable mentions. Um, Nicholas Cage is fantastic in it, as Nicholas Cage. Um, yeah, play, plays himself. Yeah, but I just thought he was really good. It's like a fictional, or supposedly fictional version of himself. Yeah. <laughs> Although it does potentially just him. Yeah, we don't actually find out whether it's really just him. Uh, I think it probably is a lot of it is him, uh, which is why he's quite convincing as the character <laughs> Nicolas Cage. <laughs> I think Pedro Pascal is absolutely super. He's brilliant in this, yeah. yeah. really, really good. Uh, and basically, your entire plot is that uh, Pedro Pascal wants Nicolas Cage to go out and make a film. He's a big fan. Yeah, and he's it. Like, is it like his private? It's not his private island, but it's like a little island yeah, somewhere. Yeah, he just isn't says it? it's like his 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 private residence on on an island, and um, it turns out like terrorists are are out for Pedro Pascal's character, and uh, Nicolas Cage gets all in, entwined. His family get mixed up in it, and it's it's just. There's some great little nods to Nick Cage films, yeah, like you there, see the guns are, from yeah. Face Off. Yeah, and... I mean, I I watched. Yeah, it's just like he's he's that big a fan, isn't he? He's a yeah. super fan, so he's got memorabilia from Nicolas Cage films, and it it's it really is the stuff there as well. Yeah, it's just like it's just really like referential stuff that if you're a fan of Nicolas Cage stuff, which again I don't know if, if that's too niche, is it for everyday people? The maybe. But, I did like that they had the Mandy um, yeah, thing yeah, in the yeah, background. They, but it, I fucking love that film. It, yeah, yeah, top film. That was crazy. I think last year we had Nick Cage in both the bottom and top yes, we films did, of yeah. our... Yeah. yeah. But when you look at how much shit films he's done and how many fucking terrible films he's just turning up in and then suddenly he's got like a little bit of a renaissance and, and it is, he just needs the paycheck... And when do you think that renaissance started? Because now he's kind of like, everyone kind of loves him again, don't they? I don't know. Was I, it Mandy? I'm not really know, sure. Because that got a lot of critical I'm acclaim. I'm not really sure when he started to like Dip. fade in the first I th- place. I think it was like 
well, I think he had like didn't he get like a big tax thing? So he just had to take all any old like whatever paid the most. So he did a load of shite. Yeah, but he was always in good stuff as well. Yeah, at the same he's, time, he's a proper actor. He can actually act. Like I mean, like Raising Arizona is like one of my favorite films. He's great in that. What's the one where he goes and just drinks himself to death? Oh, leaving, leaving Las, Las Vegas. Vegas. Yeah, yeah, I'm not allowed to watch that. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously, because I will just drink myself. <laughs> yeah, you're thinking, that, that it looks because good. I actually think that looks brilliant. That. Yeah, that's an amazing. That's film. why I've never gone to Vegas either. Yeah, <laughs> that would happen. You can't go to Vegas. No chance. Yeah, so I agree. I think like he's been in some of my favourite films. Nick Cage. I think he was great in uh, Kiss of Death as yeah. well, mm-hmm. um, with David Caruso. The I can take my sunglasses off more than you mm. character. Um, but I thought it was brilliant. He was bench pressing a woman in that film, <laughs> Nicholas Cage. This <laughs> is like, yeah, that's his life. Yeah, and Face Off again is is amazing. Yeah, too. no, I, honestly, I, I think he's he's done so many Conrad, great films. Snake Eyes. I, yeah, that's why I was I was thinking Snake Eyes was that where he started to drift. Yeah, I'm maybe. not sure because he did like eight millimeter as well. That was good. Was, yeah, and you kind of think when when was his shit film era? Mum and Dad. Be- because you start naming it, I quite like that, to be it's, honest. Mm, I quite like right. Mum and Dad. It's all right. <laughs> yeah. So, anyone you like g- Prisoners of the Ghost Land. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was in your bottom, wasn't it, last week? Mm. Uh, bottom five, sorry. Yeah, last, last year. Yeah. <laughs> last year. Yeah. <laughs> it's in your bottom last week. <laughs> yeah, was it? Yes, and was that. A, yeah. A little Following owner. my phone after seeing... Uh, <laughs> a little for everyone involved. Talk about a demon wind, huh? <laughs> So yeah, that's my number two film. Anyway, well, that one, yeah, Unbe- unbearable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good. Great, Ve- very, very enjoyable. Yeah, good, good stuff. Lots of fun. So my number one, mm-hmm. we're this going with it. This, this is, is it. This is and it. this. This is a proper film. This one, the nitty gritty of it all. Yeah, this isn't a horror. This isn't an action. This isn't uh, anything like that. This is an actual proper film that I watched and genuinely enjoyed. That sounds boring. Probably is, but I really, really enjoyed it. And it's a film called Bait. Have you seen Bait? Um, B-A-I-T. Is it about shark? No. Oh, dear. Not a, no, it's not, not that fun. Oh. <laughs> it's about... <laughs> to be honest with you, the main character is probably how you would act if you were in this situation. Um, but no. it's about a, a fisherman on a coastal town in England... Um, who is just pissed off because the coastal town is being taken over by sort of city yuppie types who come in and buy all the property up as sort of um, like getaways, holiday getaways. So it's like this rural town who just don't like the fact that all these fucking yuppies are turning up and treating it like it's a holiday destination when these are actual fishermen trying to earn a living. And the main guy, he's got a beard. And he just fucking scowls at people all the time. Reminded me of Ken. <laughs> As he's doing right now at yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. And it's shot on like a, a wind-up camera. It's in black and white. <laughs> it just makes me sound so fucking pretentious. Fuck you know. But it's shot on black and white. Um, all the audio, because this camera is old, it doesn't sh- record audio at the same time. They, so it's all dubbed over after the fact. But it's a fucking great film. I really... And I, again, this is one that I just saw and I was like, oh, yeah, give it a watch. And... Um, just really, really, really enjoyed it. It's on the BFI player and on Prime if you want to watch it. Mark Jenkin directed it, um, released 2019. And, uh, yeah, I would definitely recommend everyone watch it. And I think you you would enjoy it as well, Ken, if you, if you did get around to watching it. Bait. Well, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> BFI, of course, I used to work for. 
So well done to me. Yeah. Martin Ward is the name of the main man. Um, and he's basically Kenby Wild. If Kenby Wild, instead of being a podcaster and a massive prick, uh, was a fisherman. <laughs> and a massive prick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're number one, Kenneth. <sighs> it's not quite as artistic. Yours is Frankenhooker. <laughs> <laughs> Want a date? Uh, no, not this year. Um, it is, in fact, Speak No Evil. Honourable mentions. Yeah. Yes, sir. It is. Um, this was on Shudder. It's uh, a lot of fun, isn't it, this? <laughs> yeah, I was laughing me fucking way through this one. Yeah. yeah, I I hated it. Oh, God, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> You're number one and you hated it. Yeah, man. Yeah. What the hell? It was, um, it's Danish, isn't it? And they, it, it's a family. There's a, a, a married couple. They've got a son. Um, they've got a daughter, sorry. And they meet a married couple who have a son uh, about the same age uh, when they're on holiday in Italy. Beautiful, beautiful shots at the beginning there. Yeah, but I mean, to be honest, I mean, I've been on holiday and I would fucking avoid other people like the plague. But this seems to be, this holiday seems to involve just generally being with everybody else at all times. Well, that's because we're English, Ken. So, you know, we're kind of, that's just how we are. Yeah. Um, But then there's being English and there's being us. We're very similar in that case. That <laughs> there's English people who won't talk to you, and then there's us who definitely won't talk to you. So <laughs> who no matter, I agree with yeah, Ken. If no. I'm going on holiday, I'm not speaking to a fucking single person. Yeah, this seems to be very communal um, yeah. in the fact that they all eat on the same table. I don't mind having like dinner at the same time. It's like that. This is your set times for dinner. That's okay. But not this is also where you're all going to sit on this one table and everyone will talk to everybody. Didn't like it. Uh, wouldn't do it. But they do. And uh, maybe they should learn a few things from us because uh, it doesn't go ever so well in the long term. No. <laughs> it goes well, first of all. Obviously, like they, they make friends. They have a laugh. The guy's very reserved. Um, the Danish guy, he's very reserved. The uh, the other guy, he's, I believe, they're, they're a Dutch couple. The the Danish guy is so fucking pathetic in yeah, certain yeah, aspects, but, yeah, but, but he's so goddamn... Yeah, like but the at the same time, he's he's reasonable. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah that's so what I was so, saying. so yeah. he he's believable because he doesn't want to seem like he's a dick, and that that seems to be the underlying current of the whole film. Mm-hmm. Is when do you stop just accepting everything and say, do you know what, fuck off? And this film does it so well. It's uncomfortable. It's I I, I just didn't. I didn't like the film because nothing that happens in the film is good, is nice, is okay. But you can see why he's not saying, hang on. You know, because they, kind of, they, they accept bits. They, they, kind of, they go and visit. Anyway, fuck, it, fuck all that shit. Um, they, they get an invitation to go and visit the couple when they all get home. And um, they can drive because it's uh, it's only in Holland, so they drive from Denmark down to Holland and go and visit the couple. And um, it it seems nice enough, but there's little undercurrents of of shit, and they accept it and they think, no, no, that's fine. Um, the daughter gets to sleep on the floor, 
um, on a mattress just on the floor instead of in a bed. And they're like, oh, no, that, no that's, that, yeah, that's fine. And they accept it on her behalf, even though it's like, mm, okay. But then again, fuck it, man, it's their house. <laughs> if that's all they've got, that's all they've got. And it, it goes on and then they have fun and then something will happen and it won't be fun, but then something else will happen and it will be okay again because it's explained and no matter how badly it's explained it's like yeah okay then fair enough who are we to judge how they live and it just goes on and on and on like that until eventually you just think why is he not just said fuck this and just left mm-hmm. and then they do try and leave and then they go back and then it's just oh you're very rude for leaving sorry i didn't mean to upset you and it's all it's all manners and politeness and and when is the point where you just say, that's enough? And it's it's horrible. It's horrible. It's such a like deep undercurrent of uncomfortable <laughs> shit happening. Yeah, really didn't like the film. And I, I did actually, I stopped it a couple of times because I didn't like it. But then I put it back on because I thought, yeah, I just need to see how it goes. And I knew it's not going to end well. <laughs> There's no way this film's ending well. Didn't yeah. expect it to end quite as badly as it did because it suddenly it escalates beyond belief. But it's there's that undercurrent of uncomfortable. I felt really bad when they were all going out for something to eat. That's the bit I felt the worst about. I yep. really hated that because I knew what was going to happen. Yep. And I knew they all got ready and... Um, the, their daughter wasn't invited to go and she had to stay at home. I hated that bit mm-hmm. because I think that would have been the point for me. Because obviously I've got a daughter and if we got her ready to go out and uh, it was just like, oh, no, 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 she's not coming. She's staying here with this babysitter that we've sorted. That for me would have been, um, I'm going to stay here as well then. I'm not going to go out. And it was just, yeah. And Usually I knew Ken's daughter's invited and Ken has to stay at home. <laughs> <laughs> Which is much more preferable because I just put a fucking film on. No, but honestly, I that was the bit for me and I knew it was going to happen and I think I turned it off at that point because I yeah. thought I don't want to see the bit where she's disappointed that she's not going. Yeah, but also like when they're in that bit, the fact that they're having such a good time and everyone's enjoying themselves and then... The, the guy just says something that just flips the whole mm. mood of it. Like, yeah. that's just like, oh. And there's a lot of that in this film where the the um, the, the Dutch guy will just say something or do an action that just changes the whole mood in the yeah. room. And I've been in, everyone's been in situations like that where something's going on, you're all right, and then someone will do something, and yeah. then all of a sudden you're like, what the fuck? Um, what do you even say? Like, you know, if like someone... You know, you're with someone who's got their kid and then they fucking like say something to the kid or, you know, something like that. And then all of a sudden it's a bit tense. It's like that that happens pretty much all it the time in this film. Yeah. And as you say, it's unbearable. And a special shout out to the, uh, it's, his name is, uh, apology if it's spelled this said wrong, but Fedja van Hoyt plays Patrick, who's the Dutch guy. And he is fucking brilliant in yeah, this. Yeah, he is very good. But so is the Danish guy. Like, as I say, he's like a pathetic, like, weakling but that's just his character but also he's like a, a nice guy who obviously is trying to look after his family yeah but... he just he just wants to see the the good though doesn't he that's yeah. the thing he wants to see the good and he's a, he will kind of turn a blind eye to the bad if 
it's good in the end yeah. and everyone's okay with it and and, the, and that's that's the problem and it's just like how how much of that do you go with yeah his name is Morton Burry and the actor he is also fantastic in this film as are the two like the the four leads are really really good like the yeah yeah the the wives the wives are good as well yeah. you know? she's she's actually stronger than him isn't she yeah. the the danish wife she, yeah. she she, she yeah. actually she gets uh, pissed off about stuff more and demands he does something and that puts more pressure on him because as the man he sees that he has to do something but at the same time he doesn't want to cause friction <laughs> you know it, it's one of them and and she she doesn't care she wants to just go and do it but yeah it's, yeah because the roles are reversed in the dynamic it's a, it's a harsh it's a harsh watch in the danish family the wife is the strong one and the the guy takes the back seat in the yeah. dutch family the guy's a strong one the wife takes the back seat but even the wife she does stuff like she'll just the way she speaks to the daughter of the danish people at the table when they're yeah. having meals it's just like oh my yeah. god can you imagine and also like when they go over to meet them, at the beginning when you meet them, he says that he's a doctor, the, the Dutch guy. Mm. And then just so offhandedly, when they first arrive, and they says, oh, because you're a doctor, you can look. I think the Danish woman cuts her finger. He goes, oh, no, I'm not a doctor. Yeah. Just yeah, he's, casually. He just, just isn't. Yeah. So already you can't trust anything this person said because he's already lied to us in the film. And it's just the atmosphere is amazing. What a great film. Great choice, Ken. Yeah, I, th- I think that, that for me, because it's horrible. It is, it just, is yeah. just a really horrible film, and it's one of those that I, I have seen people say that just stays, and it does. It stays because it's it's uncomfortable throughout. I want a toast to Italy, of course, to the food, of course, and to love. To love. Salute. Dear Louise, Björn, and Agnes, how are you? We were just talking the other day how nice it was spending time with you this summer. We would love to invite you to come to visit us. Yeah, you made it! <laughs> Sorry for the mess. It's gonna get much worse. Come on! Hi, April. Abel has some difficulty speaking. He has what you call congenital aglossia. Meaning, basically, he's born without a tongue. He's only a child, for Christ's sake. You can't talk to him that way. What is wrong with you? We have a situation here. Someone left without saying goodbye. So many things have felt so wrong. Because we do things differently. Why are you doing this? No one's forcing you to stay. But I really hope you do, because today is going to be a great day. Uh, So um, I'll do my... So I... Got, I've got. Uh, I'm going to skip the ones that you've already mentioned. I had unbearable weight of massive talent. Uh, quickly, I'm going to say the Black Phone, which was Ethan Hawke playing a child abductor. Really? Yeah, I thought it was. Okay. I mean, this is just honourable mentions. This yeah, isn't like. I, I I thought it was just all right. Yeah, I, I quite liked I it, and it, I thought it, he it got, was good in it. I thought it got a big a big build up, and it was just all right. I quite liked it. I thought it was a sort of Stephen King esque, um, and oh. I, and I really liked. Um, 
It's his son, right? It is his son, I wrote it, yeah. And uh, I really liked uh, Ethan Hawke in it. I thought he played the character really well. Yeah, I just thought it could have been much better than it was. Yeah, I enjoyed it for what it was. And it's mainly on my honourable mentions just for the performance from Ethan Hawke. Uh, you got one? Uh, I've um, Mine was actually January. I had a really good month in January. I had um, four from January. One of them, uh, Riders of Justice. What's that one? Uh, Mads Mikkelsen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Danish film. Fucking very, very enjoyable film. Um, if, you, if you ever get a chance to watch Riders of Justice, do it. I'm not going to tell you too much because uh, you spoil it all. But yeah. Um, yeah, it's just a group of guys. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's just like mishaps. It's actually quite funny. It's quite violent. It's just good. Good film. And he looks great with a fucking beard. Uh, my next one is The Villainous. Yes. Um, when was that out? Because I don't know if I watched that. 2017. Yeah, I think I, I watched it. Without looking. I watched it last year, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's why a, it's not in mine. That's a female who's taken in and, and trained her to become in just a fucking one woman killing machine. There's it's always, first be- it's always better than when the Hollywood tries to do it, isn't it? Yeah, because this it's is. It's just more realistic. Yeah, this is Asian cinema. This yeah. is. Um, this is Korean, I think. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a woman who's basically like a one-man killing machine. Who uh, you get a lot of like. I mean, there's one scene that goes on, like an action scene that goes on forever, and you get like first person of her just infiltrating this place, sort of like you know Doom, the old like first-person shooter games. It's like that, but and there's so many amazing action set pieces in this film. You're spoiled for the amount of action set pieces on motorbikes and all that yeah, sort of stuff. Really, really good. And this is like a um, a plot that. The Asian cinema does so well is it's just an assassin out for revenge basically, and uh, fucking brilliant. You can watch that on Arrow Video um, Player, or uh, you can also rent it on Prime. Villainess. Yeah, I think I saw it on Prime. It must have been on free. I, I think when that's I where I watched it. it yeah. yeah. What's your next one? You got one. Uh, next one was also in January, and that is The Trip, a Norwegian film. Okay. Um, starring Numi Rapaz. Mm-hmm. Um, it's From a, Dragon Tattoo. Yeah, it's a, a couple go away um, for a, a getaway. Unbeknownst to each other, they have planned each other's deaths. Oh, nice. On their trip because of uh, insurance and they hate each other. They are then attacked by other people <laughs> who uh, break in and want something or other. But I like those sort of like yeah, intertwined. It is, it, yeah. it is really funny. It is a very, very funny film. It is a comedy, it's a black comedy. But um, I, I just thought it was really good, really good. Everyone's brilliant in it, and it just moves everywhere. So when you think you know exactly where it is, no, no, because then someone else will happen, and it's, oh, okay. <laughs> someone else will turn up. Yeah, but I, I thought it was a really good film. The Trip, recommend it again. Love it. Uh, my next one is Phil Tippett's Mad God. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, Phil Tippett is the guy who did, I think he did all the stuff for like Robocop, all the sort of um, stop motion. He's a stop motion guy. Um, mm. And I think he's been like, this has been in the making for years and years. Um, it was like 30 years. Yeah, he's, he's just been like doing this. this mental genius. It's totally silent, this film, and it's all claymation, stop motion stuff. Absolutely stunning, this thing is to watch. I believe it's on Shudder. Yeah, there's no no dialogue at all, is there? I think, actually, I think it's just got a physical release as well. 
Oh, has it? Yeah, I think, so I think they've just I'll released probably pick it, that yeah. up because I really, really enjoyed this. It's basically about this um, guy in a gas, sort of like um, My Bloody Valentine looking. Yeah, like a miner's outfit, yeah. isn't it? Called The Assassin, he travels through a nightmare underworld of tortured souls, ruined cities and wretched monstrosities forged from the primordial horrors of the unconscious mind of Phil Tippett. <laughs> So that's the plot from IMDb and the un- um, unconscious mind of Phil Tippett. Yes, it's a good job he fucking wrote it down whilst he was unconscious, though, isn't it? You can't really describe anything of the film, but what I will say is it's something that I think anyone who's got any interest in kind of stop motion, anyone likes that sort of stuff, this it's, is unbelievable. It is, it, visually, it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the only bit I wasn't massively keen on is when they go to the real life with the um, surgery no, bit. No, I didn't really like that. No, which stopped it from getting any higher on my list. But in terms of the whole thing, what an amazing thing to watch in it's, terms of it's, like it's stop like, motion. Um, it kind of reminded me of The Wall, but without the music of Pink Floyd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Bob Yeldoff. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's bits of that. Yeah. It's just an unbelievable thing to watch. It's just like a spectacle, isn't it? Like of, of what stop motion can be. Like, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's absolutely it's crazy. Like stuff happening in the background. It's like, it's like plasticine stuff yeah. being just like eating each other and destroying and oh. shitting itself yeah it's out horrible and yeah it amazing yeah. loved it yeah there's such a lot to look at in that it's, it's one of those where i think if you'd watch it again you'd probably see stuff you missed yeah again and again and that probably lasts every time you watch it it'd probably be something else i probably prefer the the um films that i haven't listed in my top five <laughs> than the ones i have uh, go on your next one um everything everywhere all at once got it as well yep what a load of fun this is it is, yeah, but I th- I think it got a little bit too much towards the end. Uh, yeah, towards the end, it got a bit like, oh fuck off. Yeah, but the beginning like yeah. hour is Re- fucking really great. really enjoyed it to start with. Yeah, and then I think it just went on a little bit too long and tried to give you like messages instead of trying to make you actually feel something. And you think, no, you don't have to because it was just enjoyable. It's yeah. just fun. It wasn't a bad thing, but it it it, it dallied round it rather than getting to the point. Yeah. Um, I did not expect Jamie Lee Curtis to be in it. No, as me much. neither. Yeah. Um, didn't expect um, Jamie Lee Curtis's tits. Um, <laughs> <laughs> didn't expect the fingers. But that was one of Ken's uh, <laughs> films that he was in back in the day. <laughs> All of those three. It was the trilogy. <laughs> it was the didn't expect trilogy yeah. that I was in. Um, <laughs> no, I just thought it was really good. Yeah, I, me I mean, too. Mi- mi- Michelle, Michelle Yeoh's great. Yeah, in Mich- it. Michelle Yeoh. I, I, I like stuff that she's in. She's really good, and uh, I think she posted recently. I can't believe I'm sixty, and finally I'm cool. And <laughs> I can't believe she's sixty at all. No, to be honest yeah. with you, let alone about being cool. Uh, always cool in my book, Michelle. Yeah, absolutely. But um, yeah, it was a really, really good film. Um, but I say towards the end, it just sort of like petered off a little bit and kind of like, yeah, okay, we don't need that. Don't really need it. And if we do need it, you could have done that about half hour ago. Uh, I've got another one for you. Go on. The Ghoul. Okay. Was this a Hammer film? No, no, not that one. 2016, it's the uh, beautiful and talented Alice Lowe from Dark Place. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and Tom Meaton, who is in the main role, who's also brilliant in this. It's about 
a homicide detective and he goes undercover as a patient to investigate a psychotherapist who believes who he believes is linked to a strange double murder. Or is he? Or are they? Or aren't Or aren't or am or aren't I? Am I? Yeah, exactly. There's all this like he doesn't know can he trust himself anymore? He's being told stuff that doesn't make sense. And um, I and this is one I watched with absolutely no expectation. I just saw it, saw Alice Lowe was in it, and like I love Alice like Lowe and everything she's been in. I loved like Prevenge and obviously Dark Place. So I watched it because she was in it, and um, she's amazing in it, and um, so's he. And it's a fucking great film. Have you seen it, The Ghoul? I don't know. So it's on uh, Prime. There you go, like to a hypnotist. It's a psychotherapist, like a therapist. Who, who plays him? Who played the main man? No, the psychotherapist. Uh, Niam Kusak. It's a woman. Paul Kay's in it. It sounds very familiar, like we've already discussed we, it once. Yeah, I, when I was watching it, I messaged you about it. Yeah, Rufus Jones. Who's, oh, yes, I have fucking seen yeah, it. Rufus, yeah, I was going to say, I was like, hang on a minute, we've talked about this. Yeah, we, oh, yeah right, it's when I watched message. it. I messaged yeah. you like, yes, this I film's great. Then, yeah. Yeah. Rufus Jones is a comedian. He plays Coulson, who's the guy he's sort of looking at. And yeah, he yeah. meets him and he gives him all this like fucking conspiracy shit. He's really good in it. Some just just really good performances. Oh, no, I remember this. A really now, yeah. like fun, like mind bending warping film um no, melancholic I'm... is probably a good way to describe it yeah yeah it's, it's just sort of like paranoid as well isn't it yeah you're not sure is he right is he fucking mental yeah twisty turny um a real like, a lot of fun to watch no, i no, really no. enjoyed it strong yeah. performances really um propel this for me into being a really really good film yeah, and it's available confused on Prime. the hell out of me there I was well, there's about 12 sure films called the goal yeah yeah what's your next one then kenneth my next one is recent watch, uh, Lost Bullet 2. Oh, okay. Go on. It's the sequel to the film Lost Bullet. Oh. Yeah, I know, yeah. Uh, it's a French film. Um, I can't honestly remember much of the first film, but it does give you a little flashback. Not that it makes much difference. Um, it's a mechanic who uh, is a genius. The, the whole plot thing makes you like, Oh, sense. yeah, you told me about this. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he, he's... His brother's killed by crooked cops, uh, conspiracy. It's, it's it's all a tangled web, to be honest with you. If, you. if you forget all of that rubbish and just dive straight into... He's a fucking badass who can kick the ass of absolutely everybody in the world... Yeah, but plus mechanic. <laughs> yeah. You know, so if you need your car, fix it. <laughs> He's the man. It'll beat you unconscious, but when you wake up, your car will be running smoothly. <laughs> yeah, but... Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's, he snaps absolutely everything. Honestly, he's brilliant. It's a really, really good film. Um, there's there's car chases for you uh, Fast and Furious uh, people out there. There's souped-up cars for you Fast and Furious people out there. Um, there's Are you fans of soup? There's French for you French fans out there. Are you going to say fuck? Gets getting a diff. And it's, it's just basically a fucking enjoyable film. It's an you know, hour and a half of this guy kicking people's asses. Obviously, you watch the first one. Yeah, watch the first one so you know who he is and what 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 he's actually doing because it does directly continue from it. 
he's still looking for the person from the first one. So, you know, there's still undercover. Um, what the hell's going on? We must get this guy. Um, but it, it, it's brilliant. It's it's non-stop for the hour and a half. He kicks the shit out of everybody. He gets the shit kicked out of him by everybody. It's one of those where he's not invincible. He tools up, he arms up, he gets fucking sorted, he puts his body armor on, and then he goes out and fights. So he's getting hurt, but he's he's also hurting. Fucking brilliant film. Really, that should really have been the film. tagline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's my tagline. <laughs> no, really, really enjoyable film. Yeah. Lost, Lost Bullet Two. That's on Netflix at the moment, which I, I believe you can also watch the Lost Bullet collection. Oh, <laughs> in case you're not sure what the first one's called, uh, you can put the collection on, and uh, you'll find it. Excellent. I've got one more. Okay, that's uh, Accident Man Two. Hitman's oh, Holiday. Yes. All right. Is it? Is this you trying to get back into Big Scott's favour? It is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but this is part of the marathon uh, that I watched. Mm-hmm. Um, kicked it off with this, in fact, and then went back and watched Accident Man One again, and uh, watched the two debt collector films. And uh, basically, he goes on. He goes incognito on this island after the events of the first one. He's hiding. I, I out. will ask for no spoilers because I'm definitely going to watch this. Yeah. Because he's hiding out after the events of the first one. He goes and lives on some like remote sunny island and his past comes back to haunt him. It's all I'll say. Doesn't it always? But I think I enjoyed this one more than the first one. Oh. I really, really did. Okay. Scott's fucking great in it. I think the action scenes are better in this one than the first one. And it's funny. It's really funny. Um, Scott's actually really good at comedy, I think. He's good at being funny in, in his action films. So just not Max Cloud. <laughs> just not fucking Max Cloud. No, that was a big fucking man. I don't know what the fuck's went on with you there, Scott. Sorry. But um would highly recommend both of them. Watch Accident Man one first and then watch this one. And uh, I think you'll you'll enjoy both. Uh, I personally enjoyed the second one a, a little bit more, but still both of them are great. No, I like the first one. This was his uh, labor of love anyway, wasn't it? He uh, he bought the rights to uh, this franchise. Yeah. I mean, I really like the first one as well. He said it was a comic book. It was his favourite comic book. Oh, ever. really? Yeah, I didn't so, know that. so he actually bought the rights so he could make the film. Yeah. So that's that's why he's doing these, because this was his, this is like his project. Nice. The Accident Man. And you can't really go wrong with Scott, except for Max Club. Uh, <laughs> Ken, your next one. <laughs> yeah, I think I've seen a shit film with him in it as well. <laughs> <laughs> Available on badmoviecult.com. Um, anyway, my, my final one. Uh, honorable mention watched uh only a couple of weeks ago actually in november um run sweetheart run not seen it very good film very very good film i can't really tell you much about it because it is, there's like a bit in the middle even though like in the middle is actually <laughs> the words well it wasn't much of a surprise was it <laughs> but it is still the twist <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I gotta say, that is a very handsome client. Why didn't you set me up with him? You deserve someone nice. <sighs> Please be like the picture. Please be like the picture. Cherie. Ethan? <laughs> That's me. I thought you would appreciate the best sushi in LA. 
one drink. There you go, guys. We gave you the bottom five and the top 20 <laughs> of the year <laughs> that we watched. We spoke more passionately about the films we uh, were, that weren't in our top five than we did the ones in our top five. So I don't know what that tells you about us, that we don't really do lists. It's more of a yeah. here's films we really enjoyed this year. Yeah, that we're just not very good at sticking to the rules. No. And we make them. Yeah, because imagine suit- how we are at sticking to other people's rules. And with that, we'll bring this episode of the podcast to a close. Thank you, Ken, for bringing your lists, your mind, your body, your spirit. No, oh, thank you for having all of that. And uh, here's to another good year with the bad movie caught by your side. Cheers, Ken. Cheers. And cheers to you. Happy new bloody year. Happy new year. Except you two. And we'll see you next week. Jump in my car. Jump on my dick. <laughs> <laughs> Not just now, Dom, we're doing this. Sorry. <laughs>